Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. all about what? Guess what? The world's saying the same thing. But it's not the same. Hello? (laughs) And that's why we as the body of Christ end up polluted and deluded because what we hear out there we think is the same in here and then all of a sudden it begins to flow and we look and go, where's the holiness of God? See, they don't even know, they who were singing, they don't even know what the message is about this morning. We've been talking about letting go and how now we need to stand firm in trust. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me just a moment ago. By the way, prophetic, for those who've been taking notes, prophetic worship produces a prophetic lifestyle. So I'm very keen and conscientious when I'm in any kind of a service. If there's not a prophetic utterance that goes on inside the track of my life, I say, okay. I won't tell you the rest of what that means. Because prophetic worship, don't you wish David could show up right now? I'm talking about King David. (laughs) He was a prophetic psalmist that produced a prophetic lifestyle, that produced a prophetic kingdom in Israel. Come on, church. So always be in tune with the Holy Spirit. So that you can tell the difference between what is this and what is that. That beautiful exchange, I'm going to give you the word the Lord just gave me a few moments ago. And then he said to me on the bus last night, Jonathan, I cannot believe you did that to me. Before I took just a moment of a snooze, he said, fresh manna. My church knows nothing about it. But that's how Israel used to live. Fresh manna. And most who have been around the kingdom or in the body of Christ grow weary of the Bible because they've been in there so many times. Thank you for a few nods. But there's fresh manna when you've been underneath prophetic worship which produces a prophetic lifestyle. (laughs) Let me put it this way. Anybody can sing, but not everybody worships when they sing. You just had an example of the worship team, but now I want to be able to bring it all the way in to where you can see it even closer because we're going to talk about the love of the Father this morning. There's been a beautiful exchange, and the world doesn't believe it because we don't always demonstrate that to the broken and the needy who desperately need us out there. The enemy's not scared of you on Sunday. He's concerned about you on Monday. This does not bother him at all in the kingdom of darkness. But when you take the prophetic out there and begin demonstrating that wherever you are, that's where he becomes upset. 
because now he knows there's a kingdom fighting his kingdom. Come on now. And so there was one thing the Holy Spirit gave in here, I already told you was, was on the bus, was I want you to give him fresh manna. Beyond the notes that I gave to you, I want you to give fresh manna. Well, how is that going to happen, Lord? Well, you got to get in his presence. When you live in his presence, you can tell what's prophetic and what's not. <laughs> but the church is being mesmerized by culture. I studied climate and culture and all of that last night when I finally said I need to do a little bit more work before. We are mesmerized by the culture of the world because we know that it's important to blend. Jesus never lived a blended life. Listen closely. He lived a sacrificial life, which is the demonstration of love. I'm ready to go have lunch right now. That was manna. Kids here all day long. I love you, I love you, I love you. But when it's time to demonstrate love, which is sacrificial, they have no clue. And that's why I will not mention his name after the conference. That's why the young man who went to Sandy Hook, before he went there, he took his mother out. He shot and killed his mother. His intention wasn't go to the elementary school. He wanted to go to the high school. But when he got there, there were patrol cars where they should be. You are God's patrol car. I'm not calling on the sheriff's department right now. You are God's patrol car. If you are not patrolling, the enemy is going to be trolling. See, that beautiful exchange that just took place in here, and if I was to begin to define and describe what was actually happening, some of you would go, what? But he's trying to give you an exchange so that when you get out there tomorrow, you will be ready to be on patrol. So when he wasn't able to have access after killing his mother, I'm telling you, it's one thing to say, I love you. It's another thing to demonstrate that. And when kids hear it but don't see it, they begin to do things like I'm talking about. So then he said, you know what? I can't have access into the high school. I'll go to the elementary school. Listen, if you're not on patrol, it doesn't even need to be a buzzer at the door. They, the enemy will shoot his way in. Come on, church. And that's what the young man did. By the way, when Jesus said... That the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's exactly what happened. Not only did the enemy take out the mother, but after all those children and a few adults were taken out, the young man, I will not mention his name, took his life. I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you this morning. But what I want you to really know is it's only authentic when you live sacrificially. That's what made this nation at one time a great nation. We were a sacrificial nation. And the beautiful exchange was from generation to generation as we passed principles and va values down. Not taking our children to stores, and I won't go into this story, and helping them buy the items that they need to do the damage that they were planning. 
Are you on the outside or the inside of your children? Are you checking with them every day? Where are you? What's going on? Not location, but the penetration of thoughts and deeds that create the intent and motives of the heart. Come on, church. Of the heart. You must be in tune with your children. And just because they're trying to blend in, come on now, that doesn't mean you ought to help them blend in. Kingdom people are different because there's been a beautiful exchange from the inside out. Now we go out to demonstrate that. How? Sacrificially. And this is why Jim Elliott said what he said so many years ago. He was a martyr for the cause of Jesus Christ. A man is no fool to give up what he cannot keep to gain what he shall never lose. See, none of this is going to be on the screen. I said fresh manna. But is the church, let me ask you a question, is the church like Israel of old, becoming weary of even fresh manna? And I'd rather just spend 40 years in the wilderness. And if you let me have my way, I want to go back to Egypt. That would mean back into the world. Man, when he brought you out, he did that with love. And when you really know that he loves you, you can go through anything. That's going to be the point of the message this morning. When you really discover, man, he loves me, it doesn't matter down here because you've got it right up here. All right, for those that are going to be taking some notes here, we'll be fresh manna from worship this morning. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord, in case you didn't know, I thought it was really cool when he did this. Did you know that God created you to multiply? He did. It's way back there in the Old Covenant. And I got to tell you, the man of God did an incredible job. It's one thing to sleep on the bus. It's another thing to sleep under the sound of the gospel. I don't do that. Not under the sound of the gospel. Sound of the gospel. But see, the blending that's going on, in fact, I had a pastor in another state call me and he said, hey, listen, I need for you to pray. There's a big conference coming up this weekend and we're going to be debating on what we should really accept and receive into the body of Christ. I said, well, if it's out of alignment, you can't. I mean, when your car gets out of alignment, what do you do? Keep driving? Hopefully you get it fixed. The church needs to be fixed by love. Come on, church. And the man of God, yesterday, I believe it was, in one of the sessions, he said, you were created to multiply. Well, let me ask you a little question, just to let you understand, I don't believe in blending. Neither does the Bible. Come on, church. And some of us may actually have to sacrifice our life so that we can continue to demonstrate love. Come on, church. So, let me ask you a question. And God forbid, but if Joshua and another male figure decided to come together, can they multiply? Absolutely not. I'm sitting there going, man of God, you are hitting this thing like a deep home run. Go Hank Aaron. And so then I asked myself another question as the man of God was talking about multiplying. How many women are here this morning? And how many are married and how many want to be married? Your factor in that marriage is multiplying. 
So can Brittany and, God forbid, and another woman come together and multiply? <laughs> Boy, are we trying to mess up God's agenda. And we're afraid to stand up and speak up. <sighs> that old rugged cross. Pretty rough place. Messy. Love is messy. I want to give this to you before I give you all these others. I want you to ponder and think about this as the Holy Spirit's been digging deep into the well of my life. Church, are you with me this morning? Listen closely, please, to the prophetic word of the Lord. This is a prophetic house. My dad was a prophetic man. He passed that down. I will pass it on. There will always be prophetic worship in this house. And there will always be a prophetic message. Some will receive and others will go, I love going around 40 years. Others will go, I'm not spending 40 years going around. Just let me go back where I came from. I love the wilderness. But the wilderness always produces death. The wilderness always produces death. God will take you through the wilderness, but he's not going to leave you there. Nor does he want you to go back into the world to get your groove on, if I can put it that way. So travel with me, if you will, please. And one of the storylines in this message this morning is a man called Barabbas. Let's take out Barabbas, uh-oh, and let's put in Lentz. Let's take out Barabbas, and let's put in Cruz. Those are two of our latest killers in shootings and schools. Listen, the blended model, that's, by the way, there's nothing new under the sun. That's the book of Ecclesiastes. Man, we're going through things that's never been, are you kidding me? Where have you been? Get in the Word. The Word will show you there's nothing new under the sun. His tactics haven't changed. The traps will always be there, but love sees the trap before arrival. Come on, church. So one of the men's names will be Barabbas. You know what they did. He was a killer. He was a murderer. You, you know, they released him and put an innocent man on the cross because we were like Barabbas. Listen, I don't know if either one of those young men did before or the one that's still living, if he's made a decision for Christ. But if he will come by the way of the cross, guess what? Love conquers. And he can come to Jesus. Do you, I do know a total of 34 at Parkland. 34. 17 forever and 17 wounded. And as one speaker said, one is too many. But listen, this is how great the love of God is. God's love is so great that Jesus knew before it happened that Barabbas was coming out and he was going under so that we could go up. Most people have no clue how much God loves them and they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Hello, songs. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Here we go. You all ready for this? When it first happened in the garden, are you with me this morning? When it happened in the garden, they were having business as usual for all of those that were at the conference. 
Adam and Eve were doing business. But down they went. When they recognized that they had gone down, they got dressed up. Oh, let me come downstairs. I like it down more than up. And when I'm in all the schools and they go, hey, uh, coach, do you want to be up on the platform? I said, no, I want to be down where the kids are. What did, that should remind you of someone. He was seated at the right hand of the Father, and he came down so that we could go up. But we must come in by the way of the cross. Not through church membership, not even through water baptism. You must come through the blood. You better come through the blood. I think it's kind of interesting. I'm going to get there. I think it's kind of interesting. Everything we're hearing now is single point of entry. Why don't we start teaching that in the church? Single point of entry. You must come by the way of the cross. There's no other way. You've got to come and recognize, wow, that blood was shed for me. How dare I question if he loves me? Come on, church. And that was part of what he gave to me. So many of my people do not even know how much I love them. God loves you this morning. I'm going to give you all the stuff, and those notes can maybe come back next week. We're talking about, listen, letting go of the norm. We are moving into a norm that's going to be destructive for the future of all these children and young people. Don't speak what you believe. Speak what God's authority gives. Because people would, that's a good place where you could give the Lord praise. Because <laughs> people will tell you what they believe. I don't want to hear what you believe. I want to hear what God's word says. Especially when you climb this thing called life. Because some of you are thinking, man, that was crude. That was rude. Let me say it again. I'm not interested in what you believe. I want to know if it's Bible-based. Because when it's done, you're standing before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, let's go back. They recognize that they have fallen, so they cover up. In comes the holiness of the beautiful exchange, none other. Than, and they didn't even know that this message was coming like this. Nor did I know that it was going to come like this. I was just going to do all of my notes on love. But the beautiful exchange takes place. God walks in and calls them. God's calling you right now. Bypass the tone of the pastor and listen to the voice of the Spirit. And a lot of people get tripped up right there. They really, really do. A couple times over the weekend, the Holy Spirit said, don't even look at the screen, just listen to my voice. <laughs> because we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. And most people are geared by their sight. That's why you didn't catch me this morning when I walked up and did that because you weren't looking. But he's looking at you. And so into the garden he comes. They were doing business, enjoying life without anything on. See, that can't even come into our thought process because of the fall of man. Like, how gross is that? That wasn't gross back then. That's how gross it is now. Come on, church. I mean, there is so much on the table that you can begin eating spiritually, the manna. You should be going, man. In all three sessions, that's all I did. I was taking notes. I even took notes during a couple of the songs because I needed those words. 
come prepared to be fed or you walk away starved and you open the door to be killed spiritually by the enemy because he's not playing. He's coming at you. He's coming at us. And you've got to be strong and very courageous in his love. So Jesus, uh, which that's who that was in the flesh, comes into the garden and you know the rest of that, but now I want to travel into the new covenant. You ready? You ready? So now here he is again. Now he's in the flesh. I want you to see how great his love is. Jesus was robed up, I mean dressed up like a Jewish gentleman. But when it was over, Holy Spirit of God, Jesus was naked and the, listen to me, and all of the priests and the religious men were dressed in robes. Everything had switched. But see, when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word, every one of you should go ding, 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 ding. I'm not talking about sex for those that were at the conference. You should be going ding, 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 ding. Oh my goodness, the roles were reversed. Jesus is now naked. And all of the lawgivers, keepers, all the righteous people are all dressed up. I'm taking a shower this morning and the Holy Spirit said, most people are blind. I was in a conference this week in Orlando. That's not the point. Here's the story. I had an individual come up to me and they said, can you give me a couple things? I said, what do you want? He said, talk to me about the things of the Lord. I said, one thing, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have double vision? And he said, what? I'm talking about what we just finished talking about. He said, I don't know what that is. He said, I know him, but I don't know what that is. And I said, I need for you to ponder on that. He said, no, you come here, coach. I want to talk to you. And he followed me out of session one. And I said, I don't have anything else to say right now. Guess what? Do you think I wanted to? Of course. Of course we love to show people what we know. Don't we? I said, I don't have anything else to say right now. He said, I cannot believe. I said, what do you mean you can't believe? I said, I just said it. Come on, church. And he said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, what Dr. Brown says all the time on his program, I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about, do you carry a double vision? I'm connecting all the dots. We are seeing not only families falling apart, we're seeing Christians go by the wayside. They don't know how to stand firm because they don't understand God's love. And they don't understand that they can walk with a double vision. They can actually begin, even like Psalmist David, they can begin to worship the Lord prophetically, even though they don't have a great voice. They can begin singing unto the Lord a new song. And then God begins to give them fresh manna, and they speak into other people's lives. That's what God's called you all to do. And if you miss point one, he'll bring you back around to point two. He's not able to be here this morning because young people can't stay awake late. But there, come on. There was a young man that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me to yesterday and I couldn't get to him in the, uh, uh, in the arena, in the auditorium and I just, darn it. 
But when you say, darn it, the Lord sets up the next opportunity. So we get back up on the bus, and there he was, and the Holy Spirit went, wink, wink, a signal. Hello, here's another opportunity. I need for you to go give him this. What I'm talking about is when you walk in love and sacrifice. Listen, God says, I need for you to speak into this person's life, and it's going to be seeds that are manna that's going to revolutionize that person's life. God's calling you to the front line. Love always calls you to the front line. To the front line. Okay. Y'all ready? There's no notes up there. They're going to be right here. This came through worship. As we talk about the importance, and wait till I tell you the closing story, and then when we're all done, I need all the young people to get together with my phone. I want them to listen to the story of a young girl because of money, went all the way. You can't serve God and, come on. Here we go. Ready? I hope some of you are going to take some notes. This is through the worship today. The Lord, listen, because some of you do not believe that he loves you. That's no condemnation. He's trying to shore some things up. I was at Tacoa Falls, and I'm not going to go into the story, but they saw the leak in the dam before it broke. If there's some leaks in your life, he's trying to shore it up this morning. Here's number one. The Lord will not forsake you because of his love for you. All right, is that a Bible-based statement? Of course. I will never leave you nor forsake you, is what he said. I will go with you all the way. That's the first one. Number two. This was in the prophetic songs this morning. Listen, the Lord will be good to you because of his love. Wow. The world's not going to be good to you. It's going to use you. It'll put you on a platform, and when those days are over, that platform's gone. Come on, church. And those who are adults, who've already witnessed that, seen that, gone through that, should start talking to the young people. You better watch that platform. There's no foundation underneath it. Holy Spirit of God, I feel like praying the Spirit. What I just said was, I feel like praying in the Spirit. So you don't feel like, he's weird. That's a fact. Here we go. Number three. Listen, the Lord will use you because of his love. That, that, can I tell you this? These statements are for this house and specific individuals. There's someone here this morning that has said, man, I, no, no, no use. God's not going to use me anymore. Every time he shows up, I, I just don't come through. No, he's saying, I will use you. The story is David, and I can't go into it because I don't want to cheat you on getting too much manna. I want you out in good time, but I want you on the front line. Time out. Coach up. Has anybody been thinking why our schools are under severe attack? We removed the Bible and prayer. Now, I got skittish last week in Orlando because I don't always like the Holy Spirit. Anybody want to be truthful or you all liars? Huh, wow, wow. 
He said to me, you need, in one of the sessions, you need to just step up as a safety and, uh, and director of security. You need to just tell everybody in that group what we need to do is start asking our schools who have believers meet once a week and begin praying over your campus. I said, what? I'm, thank you, but I didn't do it. I was like, ooh, God. But you know what? When you don't pray at home, what you going to do? When you're not praying at home, what you going to do? Man, the devil will knock you out so fast. You don't pray at home and you go to school and start praying? You, you, you better tighten up. You better get a girdle on because you're going to get that thing kicked. Because he's not praying. So I'm sure the Lord's going to bring that back around because I want to be used by the Lord. He's going to bring that back around and go, you know, you said no down there, but now guess what? I just turned up the heat. What you going to do now? I'm coming through. Hello? I told you God's relentless in his love for you. He needs you. He needs you. He wants you. Here we go. Ready? The Lord will use you because of his love. Listen to this one. Boy, I could stay here and talk to the young people. Listen. They sang. The Lord is holy and his love will lead you into holiness. Man, you know there's love all over that campus out there, but there's so much ungodliness and unholiness. How can you put those two together? I'm just asking. I'm a simple person. God is a God of love, and he's holy, and we're all saying love, and we just go around walking in unholiness. I said to you earlier, under the emphasis of the Holy Spirit, that, listen, a prophetic worship will give you a prophetic word and a prophetic lifestyle. I don't come here for that. I don't come here to do that. I just come here to get my groove on. Really? Did you forget who was at the cross naked and who was all robed up? Man, that's devastating to me. That, that just breaks my heart to think, my God, that's me. That's you, too. We stripped him, but we stayed dressed up. That's us. And, and you don't want to sacrifice anything and demonstrate his love to people? Where'd he go? There he is. Yeah, I'm for real. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to do it, just but be me. Let me ask you a question. How'd you get here today? When you moved back to Atlanta, what did I tell you? Do what? Find a church. And if you'll take that step, God will have someone in your life who will get you to church. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about blowing the whistle or bragging or any of that kind of stuff. I'm saying, of course I can get to church. But am I interested in getting somebody else there? Oh, I love God so much. When was the last time you sacrificed anything? Almost done. Woo. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to expect you to get in church when you get to Atlanta. And my text messages have a signal going, lie, lie, lie. So when I text you and you go, yeah, I'm going to church, my phone will go, liar, liar, liar. So you better be in church. Give the Lord praise in the house. Those who are in education, some of you are going, man, that is, I cannot believe he just did that. Did you know that one of the rules of thumb that kids are looking for is accountability? They want to be held accountable, listen, through love. But we think love is this. Yeah, right. 
Try that out on the front line. I'll show you love. See if you got some of this. David said, I only need, just give me that right there. And when I'm done, his head's coming off too. <laughs> different. Different, isn't it? Uh-huh. That's how much David, listen, that's how much David loved God. Yes, the man who committed adultery and had another man murdered, but man, did he get his act together when Nathan showed up. Are you afraid of Nathan? That's another thing, but we don't have very many Nathans around. Nathan came right to him, told him the story and said, yep, and you're the farmer. You're the one right there. But what I want you to see is that David loved God so much, he was even willing to sacrifice his reputation. That loudmouth Goliath was coming down, not you. Florida State. I'm playing. That when he went down, David went and cut his head off. <laughs> That's battles of champions. Almost finished. How are we doing? Wait till I tell you the closing story. It's about your son. Your son all the way in the back. <laughs> now you all can stay tuned to hear the story. Ready? The Lord is a loving father and he loves you. You can't outrun his love. He loves you. I want the young people to get together and watch the video of the girl who was the stripper, who was into drugs, who did everything, and un everything under the sun. But guess what? Jesus showed up and said, I'll put you in robes of righteousness in this girl's life. I must say it again to you. You can't outrun God's love. You can get mad. You can do whatever you want to do. But wherever you are, there he is saying, I love you. Man is almost done. Here we go. Oh, by the way, check this out. Ready? I'm thinking when I'm in Orlando, man, I got to pay for breakfast. I got to pay for lunch. I got to pay for supper. This is going to be ridiculous. The conference was all paid for. Our, our meals were paid for. And we could go back as often as we... Where in the heck is he talking about? The manna that God's giving in this house today was paid by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And he's asking you to pick it up and take it with you. Ready? Just two. The Lord himself will love you through the storms. Wait till I tell you something that you really need to hear at the very end. Last one. When you get ready to go through the storm, stop calling everybody up. Stop putting out everywhere. Just say, okay, I heard a prophetic word through your servant. And you said, and through the worship, that when I'm going through the storm, you will take me through. He will. But we don't know how to trust him, nor do we really know that he loves us. Last one. Ready? This was just sung four hours ago. That's what some of you are thinking. Like, my God, is he about done? I'll tell you this, I am, but he's not. <laughs> he's not done with you. He's going to track you wherever you go. That's how relentless his love is. Last one. The Lord will set you free because of his love for you. 
Man, it'd be awesome to see, and it will be probably long after I'm gone, there are going to be people walking in here that are bound that need to be set free. Addicts that need to be set free. People in wrong lifestyles because you're called to multiply. Man, I'm not buying what's out there. In fact, I'm not even listening. Hello? (laughs) All right. (laughs) The Lord will set you free because of his love for you. There's some individuals in here this morning that have been questioning their existence. And why did you make me the way you made me? I'm telling you, he made you in his image. Here we go. Story time. Where's one of my leaders? One of my young people. I'm calling on you again. If you go to sleep in the next two minutes, you and I are going to have a little powwow, girl. You know why? Because you are so beautiful to him. What was, see, she doesn't even know that that was prophetic. Just hold the phone because you know what you're going to do. That's really true. You are beautiful to him. Father, thank you for the anointing this morning. So here's the story. Parents on the back line, even gators have children that come through. I'm playing, guys. Here we go. We're walking out of prayer, and I had shown the video to some of the uh, girls, and I had their son come up to me. Hold on now. A little boy and a senior citizen, if that's how you'd like to, you know, square that out. And he said, I need to talk to you. I said, you do? He said, I need to talk to you. I said, you do? Whoa. And I heard the Holy Spirit go, shh. Okay, I'm listening. Because when he goes, shh, he's talking and we're not. (laughs) Be still and know that I am God. (laughs) So I watch to see how many are still. That tells me how much they know about. Hello? When you're still in the storm, you know you're going through, baby, let's go. But when you're rocking the boat, when you're going through the storm, man, I know that's a mess. We're done. I said, so what do you want to talk about? And he said, "Uh, let's sit down. I said, okay. He's the teacher. I said, all right, we'll sit down. I said, okay, what, what's going on? He said, well, <laughs> kids are, well, uh-huh. well, I've really had a real bad attitude the last few days. I, I don't know, maybe a week. And he said, I was going, wow. He said, I just, I just need for you. I'm just loving. I'm just needing you. Will you pray for me? So, I saw her walking out. Because, you know, two's better than one. Because I learned something that she multiplies whatever I carry prophetically. See, I try my very best not to get in that zone because most people can't even think in that zone, let alone manage the zone. Let me say it again. I'll, I'll pull it all the way down. 
Every woman multiplies. So if she has a prophetic husband, and every one of you men can walk in the prophetic, that doesn't mean we're going to be on TV. Sorry. And if that's your goal, you're not prophetic. So if I have a prophetic lifestyle, everything that God calls me to do is going to multiply because of her, not me. Because two are better than one. Protect your marriage. And the man of God said, it's not a contract, it's a covenant. <clears throat> so I pulled her over, well, I called her, and I said, here's the deal. And I said, will you pray? I did that because mamas nurture better than daddies. And I know my role. And so she did. And I'm watching. And the prayer. And the moment. And then she just kind of vanished. <laughs> Kim or Cole, do either one of you have a Bible with you or an app? List I'm done. Man, I cannot believe he's not even opened up the Bible today. Are you kidding me? The Bible's been all over this place. Will you come, please? One of you? Can you change your shirt? Oh, no, you don't have to. You're fine. Stay dressed. I'm praying, please don't take that stuff serious because that is such a mistake. She has no clue what's coming. Hold that. And he said, um, Pastor, he said, can I read a scripture to you? And a child shall teach them. I'm going, all right, Jesus, you go. And now all of a sudden, my double vision is working. And so I said, where are we going? He said, um, my favorite verse, I won't put you on the spot. I said, you have a favorite verse? This is a little child. He said, yeah. I said, what is it? He said, it's John 3.16. Open the Bible, please. And as he was getting set up to read John 3.16, I grabbed my iPad and I called him by name and I said, Oh my goodness! He said, What? You ready? You sure? Come here. She said she was ready. Don't you love it? No, stay right here. You'll be okay. Stand right beside her. Mom. Oh, this is so boring. Oh. Sorry, it's not a religious center. It's a prophetic house. John 3.16, Mama's going to read it. And then in a moment, you're going to read. And we'll talk about it. And, and I'll have you out of here. Hold that. Aren't you blessed to hold that? I want to put your hand right here. Receive the anointing. I am so kidding. I am so kidding. Like I could care less. Seriously. John 3.16, ready, go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
I am prophetically declaring any person that ever walks into this house from now until the time Jesus Christ comes, they shall not perish. They will have eternal life. Can you give the Lord praise? Listen closely. I didn't say that they're going to get saved in here while they're here. But sometime because of what happens in here, long after I'm gone, they will now come to know Jesus Christ and they shall not perish. Listen, John 3.16 is the hallmark of the cross of Jesus Christ. Check this out. Yeah, in a minute. Give it a oh, Will you hold it up? Because she's kind of like Robin. She'll drop it. Just a second, baby. Ready? No, I'm, I'm not trying to. Ready? I'll tell you. And I turned to him and I said, look at my iPad. I said, you've just confirmed the message. Huh? I said, what, does, what is that verse? That's what you're going to read. He said, that's John 3, 16. I'm going, whoa. Whoa. Wait till... Gator, come on down. I couldn't get it out. Will you read John 3, 16? She can verify that's in there. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. Will you please give the Lord praise? Join hands. I don't want you guys to start singing, you know, that song. Because you'll have everybody up here. I wish I would have known 40 years ago what I know now, which I've known for some time. And that there is a prophetic link to our lives. But now what I want to pass on, because God has given you both natural and spiritual vision, which is a double vision. Listen closely. There is a prophetic calling on that young man's life. How can you say that? Because it was verified off of what had already been prepared. And he will always carry an attitude that, are you listening? That will impact the next generation. But listen, he is not ready to fight on the front line. You must be on that front line. Step forward, please. Good job. Give him praise. I'm trying to get him out of here. You haven't done anything wrong. Just if you always come behind them. Behind them. Right there. Step forward. Stay there. Listen closely. And this is why our homes are in trouble. This is why there's violence on the streets. This is why there is violence in our schools. Because what should multiply has been divided. And now, because of the division, not in your lives, because of the division, good, the enemy has full access even to the prophetic word that now rests upon a child's life. But because 
this couple knows how to pray together and stay together, they continue to take all of the shots while he's being developed by the Holy Spirit. I want to replace you. Goodbye. Just because you don't talk to me at school doesn't mean I won't talk to you. Here. I'm messing with you. And it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy. When the prophetic word of the Lord rests upon that child's life and mom and dad are in covenant, not contract, they deflect all of the arrows so that they can properly be developed intellectually, academically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Ladies and gentlemen, love begins with mom and dad. Love begins with mom and dad. Stay there. Lord Jesus was on that side to begin with, running around the barn. Hold on. You have been given this morning a double vision message. You could hear spiritually, and now you saw naturally and the issue is resting on our homes if I called once I called four times back to check on Joshua yesterday alone because I am his guardian if we had guardians in our homes we wouldn't need guardians in our schools but if you are willing today to begin as adults to become guardians of your home I want all the young people to come stand with our other incredible young adult come make a line if you as an adult are willing this is what's what would you do if these kids were shot this week now will you get this message what if these kids were to go down this week because the guardians in the in the body of Christ are not doing their job If you will join this couple, you're going to pray over us. So ask him what he wants to say through you. If you're willing to become a guardian of your home, of the next generation, that our students are protected in every school, I'd like for you to stand. We need guardians. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.